The following podcast is brought to you by the Creative Arts Curriculum Team from Secondary Learners, Educational Standards Directorate of the New South Wales Department of Education. As we commence this podcast today, let us acknowledge the traditional custodians of all the lands on which this podcast will be played around New South Wales. Their art, storytelling, music and dance, along with all First Nations people, hold the memories, the traditions, the culture and hopes of Aboriginal Australia. Let us acknowledge with honour and respect our Elders past, present and future, especially those Aboriginal people in our presence today who have and still do guide us with their wisdom. Welcome to the Creative Cast podcast series. My name's Jackie King and I'm a Creative Arts Project Officer with the New South Wales Department of Education. Today we're going to discuss the strategy of the week with Julia Harvey Trappel from Gorican High School. Hi Julia, how are you today? I'm good, thank you Jackie. Nice to see you and talk to you. Nice to see you too. I've asked you to come along today because you've got some fantastic videos on YouTube I kind of think of you like the music education's Eddie Wu almost <laughs> with all of your fantastic videos that you've got on YouTube for teaching music. But I particularly enjoy your videos for the concepts of music uh, for stage six, using the mnemonics for breaking down the concepts. So I'd really love to chat to you a little bit more about that. But before I do get into your strategy, can you give us a little bit of background information on Gorican High School and the music classes that you have there? Okay, so I've been here at Gorican since 2014. My previous high school was Francis Greenway High School. So I actually live in the Hunter Valley and travel down to Gorican every day. Love the place. It's, it has its challenges, but it's certainly a great place to work. Since I've been here, we've been really lucky that we've been, we've always had like elective classes. So we teach music in year seven and they do visual arts in year eight. And then obviously, electives from there so for the last few years we've been lucky enough to have two 200 hour courses so one in year nine and one year 10 and a 100 hour course in stage five so three courses in stage five and then obviously year 11 and 12. So our kids are doing awesome we were very lucky to do very well last year yeah so I said music at Gorican we're very much rock band singers those sorts of things but I've never had as many string players in my life as I have here at Gorican. I think every year I've taught the HSC I've had a string player and I think we've got some coming through next year. I think we've got a year seven that'll be a cellist, which is like amazing. <laughs> That's really interesting because I, I kind of likened Gorican to where I used to teach at Curry High School and we're very rock band singer yeah. orientated. Is there a, a string teacher in the area or is yeah. that why you've got string players? Yeah, there's an amazing string teacher in the area, Amanda. Sorry, I don't like, know her last name, but I know a lot of her That's students okay. have come through and she's she does a lot of, I said, obviously teachers, soloists, but they do a lot of quartets and all sorts of other ensembles. I'm not sure about this year, how much has been able to happen, but yes, she's got a lot of kids that we've got through that are playing violin. It's just amazing. I, I said, never had as many string players in my life as I've Yeah. That's fantastic. Fantastic. 
So I'd like to get on to your strategy now. And I've used your videos with this strategy so many times with my students and my students love it. It just really resonates with them. You have broken down the concepts of music into some really easy to remember mnemonics for the students to hit all of the elements that they need to hit in the concepts. Can you please, you're going to be able to explain the the concepts and the way that you've broken them down better than I will. So can you please give us a little bit of information on the strategy, the, the way that you've broken down the concepts, and then also how you came about the, the particular mnemonics that you have? Okay, so I'll start at the beginning. And when you contacted me about doing this, I was like, oh my goodness, how long have I been doing this? So I I think it went back to 2007. I know that sounds a long time ago, but I had a class that was really, really struggling at my previous school. And I was on, we we're on the board and we were, I remember we we're doing a pitch question and this poor girl, she just could not get it. Like she just could not get it. And we're going like the whole class going, well, you know, this, 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 and this. And literally I've looked on the board and I went, hmm, there was melody, there was ornamentation, there was range roll register, there was phrasing and harmony. I went, hmm, that makes a word, <laughs> makes a lovely word, that makes morph. And I thought, right, well, if I can do this for that one concept, what else can, you know, how else can this evolve? So that was for the year 12 class. So luckily, look, unfortunately, I didn't have it for that particular class because this was literally like the study day before the HSC exam. So I was like, oh, you know, I wished I had have done this earlier. Then I, I said, I worked on it and worked on it, worked on it. And then my next class, which I, that was in 2007, I had a class year 11, obviously going into 12 in 2008 and I did it with them and it, it worked and so I've just refined it and refined it as went and then in 2013 again I had another class that needed to have learned the concepts quickly because I'd taken over from a friend of mine just so we could follow our kids through anyway I had been reading a lot about flip, the flipped classroom and that's where I came up with the videos at the time Moodle was the big thing I'm sure we all remember Moodle <laughs> <laughs> it was just like oh my goodness and I couldn't the problem was I couldn't load those videos onto Moodle so that's why I ended up putting them on YouTube and I sent send the kids there and go okay go and watch this and whatever else so the way my brain thinks uh, as I said in mnemonics it just it just works melody ornamentation range register and roll phrasing and harmony if you take the first letter from each of those words it spells the word morph so as a pitch, it's morph, melody, ornamentation, range, roll, register, phrasing, and harmony. Sorry if I'm talking too quickly. Duration is total BP. Total BP stands for time signature, ostinato, tempo, accents, length of notes, beat, and phrasing. Time signature, ostinato, tempo, accent, length of notes, beat, and phrasing. Okay, so in tone colour, you need to be able to do these things. I stopped us. So we've got I for identify, C for classify. E for explain how they're played, D for describe or a description, and R is for range, register, and roll. I doctor, identify, classify, explain, describe, range, roll, register. So in texture, you've only got to look for four things. You've got to be able to describe the texture. You've got to be able to identify the instruments. You've got to be able to um, just say what sort of phony it is. Please don't ever use that word phony um, in the actual exam. That's one of my made-up ones just to help you remember. And D for diagram. Then texture is dip D. Now, this is the one I really need to fix because I it's described the density. Um, identify your instruments, your, your phony, as in homophonic, polyphonic, etc., and then diagram. But the P, that one 
gets the kids a lot and they like they write sort of weird things in the answer trying to get out sometimes of they try and use that word phony <laughs> I, i'm always like you cannot use the word phony it's right. just to remind you <laughs> yes that's right because i was like how do i group these like homophonic polyphonic monophonic you know how do we group those so like phony but yeah they always stuff that one up um then dynamics and expressive techniques so with dynamics and expressive techniques we've got a little dog sitting there and there's a reason for that you need to do what's called identify i for identify t for terms c for changes h for how so itch so you, if you imagine a scratching dog or an itchy dog or you got an itchy bite then you're doing well itch identify terms changes and how and i've actually changed it recently and i'll go with that in a minute um what have i missed structure so for structure, you need to be thinking of potty road. The way I remember it is the structure of the road had potholes, basically. So P for phrasing, O for ostinato, T for types, I for identify, R for role, and D for diagram. Yes, yeah, structure. So it was, I always came up with potty road. And it was funny, I was Googling, you know, um, myself, <laughs> not Googling myself, but Googling things. And there was someone, someone lovely out at Coonabarabran that, went tripod and I went that makes so much more sense so potty road was phrasing ostinados um type of structure um range roll register and um diagram and I said they use tripod and I went oh that makes so much sense so it's type range roll register identify phrasing ostinado diagrams like yeah that makes more sense because of, you know tripod supports the structure you know what I mean I don't know why but when I think of potty road though I kind of think of like Beatles and Abbey Road and that that just sticks in my head really well potty road does Um, it's just like random it's one of those things though that it's a strategy that's just about trying to get them to recall and trying to get them to remember that's right which is fantastic and it was um I think the, I said, and this, I said, over time it's developed because, you know, I've been doing this a while, <laughs> um, way too long, I think sometimes. And it was like, okay, what else can I do then? Because then that that's fine for the concepts, but let's face it, we know with the oral exam that they always, that it's never just a pitch question or duration. It's always a couple of things combined, or it might be a comparison question or a variety interest, whatever it happens to be. And again, I was I was on a flight back from Gladstone. My my daughter was living up there at the time, and it's like I have to come up with something for those other types of questions. So I used Mrs. Hipdot. So Mrs. Hipdot is so when you have those types of questions with variety, interest in those sorts of things, I just get the kids to remember if you can hit these or some of these, whatever's appropriate, you'll actually be able to formulate an answer. So it's melody, range, roll, register, what structure, H for harmony, identify instruments. P for phrasing, D for dynamics, O for ostinatos or ornamentation, and T could be either um, tempo or time signature. So just again, it's one of those things that it just helps the kids because I know we were talking earlier, but I teach my kids the same thing. I get them, look at the question, what's the concept, write down the thingy, write down the mnemonic so you remember what you've got to do. And it doesn't matter what order you put it in, just as long as you're hitting those, you should be right. Yeah. Uh, As I was saying earlier, we use this a lot or we were using this a lot at Curry High School and we bought one of the students' papers at the end of last year or at the start of this year. It was one of our last year's 
papers and because the student had done particularly well. And one of the things that our school really suggests, like it comes from our, our senior executive, is to buy the papers to show that our own students as exemplars. Mm. So if they've done really well, buy their papers to be able to, sh to show the kids that, hey, you can achieve this. Look, someone from our school did achieve this. So we bought one of the papers from last year and we were so pleased to see at the top of every page, the student had written the mnemonic that went with the question. So if it was a pitch question, I can't remember the questions, but it was a pitch question. They had morph and she had crossed out the letters as she had applied that part of the element of the concept for her answer. And she did really well. She got a couple of full marks and... Wow. Yeah, so this strategy, when I don't know if jump straight to outcome, but this strategy so works for our students at Curry High School just to have them remembering and hitting all the elements. But funny story, when I first started introducing it, I did have one student who would ice doctor every single question. <laughs> and I was like, please, only if it's tone colour. <laughs> and I've only ever taught in schools, you know, that... I like Gorakin, pretty interesting students. I'll just say that. I mean, I'm not looking forward to my year seven class last period today. <laughs> it's just never, not, not much fun. But, you know, the, the difference has been for me that my kids, I very rarely get anything below a band four. Now, some people go, oh, band four. But for my kids, that's amazing. Like some of my kids, that's amazing. Obviously, I I'm, I'm have to say I've been very lucky with the kids I've had and I've had lots of band sixes, but I'm just as happy for those band fours because those kids have actually, that's their best result in the in for their HSC. So, I'm, you know, I'm excited for them. But a bit like Absolutely. you. I've had a few strange requests from kids who find me because the name like, Mine, you can find me and um they you know have to have a little chat to their teacher because you know they although one friend one kids were saying oh we're doing julia lessons and so that's what they call them when they're doing their oral lessons it's julia lesson i was like i just laugh i think it's hilarious <laughs> you are pretty famous at curry high school i've got to say and my colleague who is still there said when I told him that I was interviewing you, he said, oh, make sure you share the link. My year 12s will be so keen to listen and so excited. So <laughs> that's when Hilarious. I said, you, you're a bit like our Eddie Wu of music education because of those videos. They're fantastic. Can you talk about how you implement the strategy without the videos? So just implementing the mnemonics with your classes. It comes down to, as I said, I have what we call the rainbow cards. And again, this just develops as, as you as you go as teachers. You know, we, we're trying always to work out ways that it makes it easy for them and how they can actually access and, and, and be successful. I'm not saying this works 100% for every child um, because there's some kids I still can't, you know, as you were just saying, there's one kid that did ice doctor every time. I mean, I had one kid that slept every time he did an oral lesson. I mean, I, I, he even fired me. I was supposed to sing with him for his HSC and he went, no, nah, I don't want you to sing anymore. Okay, don't worry. <laughs> but I do want to um, use what we call the kids nicknamed in the rainbow cards. So for each of the concepts, I know you, uh, we're listening on a podcast, but I have these lovely things and I've just redeveloped them again so that 
so kids get these rainbow cards so I've got what they actually are and then under melody is these are the things they should be thinking about when they're actually so in year 11 this is what we start with and we start with the cards so they've got the cards with them all the time um, while we're doing the oral and then by year 12 I'm taking them back and I'll go nah you know don't have them today you don't have them today and it just it's just lots of repeating actually so you know things like you know what instrument of voice forms melody what is the contour what's the is, you know melody conjunct disjunct Legato, staccato, you know, all those sorts of things. And, you know, is there any call and response? But I've got those sorts of questions for every single one of the morph range role, like everything, everything. And lots of things repeat. And so they know that that's, you know, oh, that's the same as doing, you know, phrasing everywhere is the same. So that's sort of essentially how I do it. But so, you know, I've just developed a lot of resources that are useful in my own classroom. That's how we teach it and how I teach it. Lots of terms, lots of term cards, lots of games. I wish that I had had these, the mnemonics, when I was doing oral back in my HSC mm. because it really just gives such an easy structure for the students to go, I'm hitting melody now, I'm hitting ornamentation now. Yeah. Yeah, to... To, to start being able to formulate their answer. I really yeah. love it. Because otherwise, look, as we know, I mean, I've had kids in the past where they hear a piece of music and they might know it. So then they start talking about the history of the person and they, there's people in the band and these are the instruments. And it's like, no, 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 that's not what we want at all. And, you know, it's really hard to get them, you know, when you listen to a piece of music, what are you focusing on? You're just listening for these things. And it was just a way to narrow it down for them. And look, honestly, my, my really good kids go beyond those parts like that. They do. And I would expect any child that, you know, is doing the oral exam, that's just a good framework to start with. And it, they should be going beyond it. And, you know, I said, my good kids do. They, they just tend to. It just happens. Yeah, it does. But it is just that really good framework, as you said, for them to, and to, to focus their listening as well so they know what to listen for for this particular question yes. it's fantastic thanks so much for sharing today do you have any sort of advice for teachers who might be wanting to start looking at using this strategy in their classroom look it, it comes down to what works for your kids my lovely colleague that, that teaches with me here she was using some other strategies and they were working for some of her kids but they weren't working for all and because they know that my class has the other things, they're like, no, we want that. And so, <laughs> so they've, you know, it, and we just say, look, whatever works for you, we just want you to answer um, and, and use that. But advice, again, just work, what works for your kids. Um, I have to say I'm a bit, bit mean with my children in terms of it was oral Friday all year, every Friday every single Friday it was an oral test an oral exam and they hated me for it at the same time they loved me for it at the end because I was forever we're doing one I mark it I give it back and they just knew where they were at so yeah that would be my suggestion just do lots of it I know they won't like you but it's a way to help them <laughs> practice makes perfect exactly exactly <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your strategy today. I have really, I've been a little bit excited all week knowing that I was going to chat to you because I'm a little bit of a fangirl. I've been using this, this strategy for a long time and my kids love it. 
or the students who I used to teach love it. Um, I know that the, the students at Curry High School will love to listen to this because they all really love watching the videos as well <laughs> and, and love this strategy. It's really helped our students. And I hope that by sharing this with more teachers who are listening, that it's going to help more students just to be able to focus their listening for that oral exam and find themselves a bit of a structure. Thank you. Thank you. As I just still think it's weird that people find, find it. It was only an accident. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, it was a fantastic accident. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time today. No worries. Thank you, Jackie. Get involved in the conversation by recording your favourite teaching strategy using the Strategy of the Week Flipgrid in the Creative Arts Statewide Staff Room. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Creative Arts Curriculum 7 to 12 or contact us via email creativearts7-12 at det.nsw.edu.au. The music for this podcast was composed by Alex Manton and audio production by Jason King.